What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? I hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 77th episode of Season 3. And today we are talking about the Edge Week 16. And the Edge is a tool created by the 33rd team that charts what players do the best against what coverages. Whether it's man, zone, cover 1, 2, and 3, the Edge is the perfect tool to find what players do the best against what coverages. And that's why we are here today to bring you the test the 10 best stats we have found from the edge this week but as always if you haven't heard of it before you can find it at 33rdteam.com slash the dash edge i think it's the greatest fantasy football tool of all time but one other note before we jump into the show i knew i know we usually jump right in but i was so excited to record my new mic last episode that i did not acknowledge the fact that that was the 200th episode of the fresh fantasy podcast i don't know how i could possibly forget about it on that episode but we have now officially hit 200 episodes and i appreciate all of you tuning in to each and every single episode it truly means the world to me and i appreciate you but one thing i also appreciate is my co-host ben will before this show ben truly one of the best in the business whether it's bets fantasy anything in between but ben we will start with you. What is your first stat that people need to know this week for the edge? Thanks, Alex. And congrats. That's awesome. Uh, my first stat this week, Nick Chubb. He is going to absolutely carry the load for the Browns. He's actually the only Cleveland Brown that I'm excited to be firing up this week because the Browns are playing the Saints, who allow the eighth most rushing yards to running backs. He's already a heavy part of this offense. He's going to be a heavy part of this offense. And the Saints run the most man coverage in the NFL since Watson's return, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's the wide receiver 33 versus man, which is terrible. And Amari Cooper, the wide receiver 63 versus man. The only semi-promising matchup is tight end David Njoku. He is the tight end 11 versus man. The Falcons are allowing the sixth most yards to the tight end position, but Watson has just been awful. QB 18 against man defense, not to mention the weather in this game. It is going to be frigid, freezing. It only has a 32-point total. We're talking about a run-first team that's going to run the ball more because of the solid matchup. So get me hyped for like 20-plus chub touches and he is going to smash with all of those touches yeah one other note i know people were concerned that chub might not play this week because he missed practice the first two days of the week but on thursday as of today he did return to practice there's no reason that he should be off the team in any way shape or form this week he'd be fully fired up for the browns in this late season matchup another running back that i think is getting overlooked a little bit is zach moss who i think is a sneaky nice start this week that not a lot of people are are talking about enough because they think that maybe Deion Jackson will take more of the work. But for one, Zach Moss last week played 75% of the snaps in the second half slash overtime for the Colts. Deion Jackson was the starter earlier in the year, but Zach Moss seems to have taken over, and I think this is like the perfect matchup for him. I mean, they're playing the Chargers, who have given up an NFL-high 5.5 yards per carry and have given up the fifth most touchdowns this year to the running back position especially after we saw what the Colts did last week. We see Matt Ryan blowing leads week after week. There's no choice they're going to have but to step up and run the ball with 
Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. They also average over 26 rush attempts per game, and that is purely off the back of running backs. It's not Matt Ryan included. This team is going to be running the ball early and often, and that is how they're going to beat the Chargers. I think Zach Moss is a big game this week. Zach, I mean, Ben, we'll go back to you for stat number two. I haven't talked about the Broncos offense in a positive light all season, but this is the first time because I think Jerry Judy is poised for an awesome week. I'm excited for his matchup against the Rams because since the Rams bye week, they're allowing the fourth most passing yards and they also run the league's fifth most cover three. Russell Wilson has been at his best this year against cover three, and that doesn't say much, but he has a 69% completion rating, that's his highest, and a 98 passer rating, also his highest, against cover three. He's got over 1,000 yards and three touchdowns against cover three, which is pretty solid. Wow. Um, he's eighth in yards per attempt among all starting quarterbacks versus cover three when targeting his slot wide receiver, which is Jerry Judy who plays 66% of his routes from the slot. And, yeah, Cortland Sutton, he should be back this week. He does lead the team in target share. But I think there's some concern with his hamstring injury. We know that there's going to be some re-injury risk in that first game back. His production, uh, you know, statistics would say that they're likely to suffer. And Judy would be pacing, you know, given if Judy were healthy, would be pacing for a 1,000-yard season with Sutton off the field this year, he scored five of the 11 Wilson touchdowns. I'm slightly optimistic about both Sutton and Judy, but Judy definitely more so. I would consider him a decent high-end wide receiver three or flex option. Yeah, I really like Jerry Judy this week, but a guy that I don't really like as much at the wide receiver position is actually Terry McLaurin. And for those of you that remember, we've talked about Terry McLaurin a lot on this podcast lately in a very positive light, but I don't think this is the week for Terry McLaurin. He's playing the 49ers who run the number one rate of zone coverage, which is terrible for Terry McLaurin. If you remember, Terry McLaurin averages 57% more fantasy points per snap versus man coverage than zone. This year, he's also top 10 in scoring versus man coverage and outside the top 20 versus zone. And the 49ers run just the 30th most man coverage and the number one rate of zone coverage. They've been a little bit more susceptible to wide receivers in general, but this defense has been a ball hawking defense. that does not give the quarterback time to throw. And Terry McLaurin is mostly like a deep player. He's not a slot guy that's just going to be running short routes in the middle of the field. He's running deep, nice routes that get him open down the field, and they're going to need time to throw. And the 49ers are not a team that gives any quarterbacks time to throw. I think it's a double whammy with zone and the fact that they're not going to give Taylor Heineke much time to throw this week. I think this is going to be a poor week for Terry McLaurin. Ben, we'll go back to you for your next stat. A few weeks ago, there was some concern that James Cook was taking over the Bills' backfield, but that never really happened, and I'm really high on Devin Singletary this week because of that. It was just that one game against the Patriots. James Cook had one more rush and six receptions to Singletary zero, but since then and really all season long, Singletary has been the clear-cut number one. He's not the, the 1A. He is the number one. And this week, Josh Allen and the Bills, they're playing the Bears, who are allowing the seventh most rushing yards to opposing teams, 
Uh, a lot of that has to do with game script because the Bears aren't great, so they're getting run on at the eighth highest rate. But the Bears also run cover two at the second highest rate in the NFL. And Josh Allen throws the ball to the running back position on 29% of his dropbacks. That's the 12th highest facing cover two. But he's also top five in yards per attempt when targeting his running backs versus cover two. I'm a bit higher than consensus on Devin Singletary because I think he's going to see a lot of work both through the air and through the ground. Yeah, no, I really like him this week. But I think another guy that, you know, I talked about Zach Moss earlier in the show about how I think he's a sneaky start this week and people aren't talking about him enough. I think another guy that's a really sneaky start for a number of reasons is actually DJ Moore. And DJ Moore is a really sneaky, nice start against the Lions, who have now taken over as the team that has given up the most receiving yards to wide receivers. It's not the Vikings anymore. The Lions have given up the second, sorry, the most receiving yards and the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. But it goes deeper than this. DJ Moore in two of his last three games has at least 70 receiving yards and a touchdown. The one game he didn't was against a Seattle team who is the toughest in the NFL versus outside wide receivers. They are so tough that they're averaging just 5.5 fantasy points per game to outside wide receivers this season. No team in the NFL is even half as close. That is just how tough they are. So that matchup was a complete aberration. Sam Darnold has really unlocked DJ Moore, dare I say, in a two-game sample size that is not against the Seattle Seahawks. But this is the perfect matchup for him against the Lions that allowed the most receiving yards and the second most fantasy points. He's been phenomenal with Sam Darnold when they're not playing the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's going to continue this week, and I think he's going to stay hot. I don't think that people are talking about it enough that DJ Moore is one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL. He just need a quarterback that can get some semblance of getting him the ball semi-accurately. Sam Darnold has been that, and his splits with Sam Darnold has been the best splits of his splits in Carolina over the last two years. I think Sam Darnold's going to elevate him once again this week against the Lions. Ben, we'll go back to you about another wide receiver that we're really excited about this week. Speaking of one of the best wide receivers, how about the best, Justin Jefferson? I am so excited for this matchup against the Giants secondary because over the past month, the Giants secondary is allowing the fifth most fantasy points and fourth most yards to the wide receiver position. And it goes without saying, Justin Jefferson has the most fantasy points and the most receiving yards. He also has a top five target share in the NFL. But what really excites me is that he's got this matchup this week and he is on pace to break Calvin Johnson's season long receiving yard record. He is going to ask to be force fed this week. And given the matchup, he's absolutely going to eat and go nuclear. I know that if you have him on your fantasy team, you're going to be firing him up. But for DFS purposes, I don't mind a stack of Kirk with Justin Jefferson and maybe a unique run back here of Isaiah Hodgins, who's been getting more and more involved on this Giants offense. Well, hey, if you are going to be doing anything, you should be firing up Justin Jefferson. But don't forget, they're playing at 1 p.m. on Saturday. And you know, 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins is arguably like the greatest quarterback of all time. He's pretty much Tom Brady every time he plays at 1 p.m. But another guy that might be, you know, Tom Brady like this week and plays at 1 p.m. is Geno Smith. And Geno Smith this year is playing the Chiefs, who run the eighth most man coverage in the NFL. And Geno Smith is actually second in the NFL in fantasy points per snap versus man behind only Jalen Hurts. That's it. 
Jalen Hurts is the only quarterback better than Geno Smith in fantasy points per snap in the NFL. And he has absolutely crushed man coverage this year. And beyond that, Kenneth Walker did not practice today, which means that Kenneth Walker did not practice all week. And if it's going to be Travis Homer and DJ Dallas or Tony Jones, that means the Seahawks are going to be passing more this week. Even if Tyler Lockett does not play, Geno Smith has dominated against man coverage. DJ, sorry, DK Metcalf sees a target on almost 10% more of his routes when Tyler Lockett does not play. I think DJ, sorry, excuse me, DJ, sorry, DK Metcalf and Geno Smith, I think are a perfect stack in DFS this week. I think they're also a great stack with someone like Travis Kelsey playing the Seahawks who have allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends. So whether you're stacking DK Metcalf and Geno Smith with a run back of Travis Kelsey or you are running Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey with a run back of DK Metcalf. I think both Geno Smith and DK Metcalf should be in a lot of your DFS lineups every week, and I think that they are going to be a smash this week against the Chiefs. We each have one player left to talk about, both at the tight end position. Ben, we will start with you. You might be concerned about Pat Fryermuth's donut last week, and you might be wondering if you should start him this week. But last week, he played with Mitch Trubisky, who peppered Deontay Johnson with targets. But this week, Kenny Pickett comes back. And Kenny Pickett's favorite target has been Pratt Firemuth, who is seeing a target on 24% of his routes run. The Steelers are taking on the Raiders, who run cover one at the third highest rate in the NFL. 27% of their plays are in cover one and Kenny Pickett has been top three in yards per attempt targeting his tight ends against cover one the Raiders are also allowing the ninth most fantasy points to the position so fryer up Pat Fryermuth, you've got nothing to worry about wow I mean a lot of people are not having a lot of confidence in him I'm not sure I had a ton of confidence but if there is any ringing endorsement I think that is it this week maybe a sneaky play somewhere to some of the other guys that we talked about but I think this week it's going to be a, a get right week for Mark Andrews and for anyone that dares say anything in the comments about why are you talking about Mark Andrews on this show, he has been absolutely dreadful over the last four weeks. And I think this is finally going to be his get right week, whether you like it or not. He's going down in price in DFS. He has not had a double digit fantasy point game since week six. But I think this is finally going to be the week. Mark Andrews playing the Falcons. And historically, for one, he averages 15% more fantasy points per game with Tyler Huntley at QB. And the Falcons are atrocious giving up points to tight ends. They've given up the third most targets, the fourth most fantasy points. But not only that, that fourth most fantasy points is over 15 fantasy points per game to the tight end position. This is going to be a smash week for Mark Andrews if there ever was one. And I'm a big believer in big players make big plays in big games. And this is the fantasy football semifinals this week. I am firing up Mark Andrews with confidence. I think he finally comes back this week with a big game. And everything with the Falcons sets him up perfectly to do so. But that is it for The Edge Week 16. We only have two weeks left more to go. Four episodes left in the Fresh Fantasy Podcast for Season 3. We appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Don't forget to keep celebrating that 200 with us. But as always, if there's anything you need to remember, it's don't forget to chase that upside. 